1: All right, have you guys ever had a day where you feel, felt like nobody liked you? Yeah, you know what? I mean, you wake up in the morning, and that person that's on the other side of the bed, they don't like you. Or you uh, go down to breakfast, and the person sitting across the table, it might be a brother or a sister, and you know they don't like you. And then either you go to work and you're surrounded by a bunch of people who don't like you, or you go to school and you have to go to class with a bunch of people that don't like you. Or maybe you come back home and then there's someone else in your family that you run into and you are absolutely 100% convinced that they don't like you. All right, I've heard it said this way when it comes to family. It says, I, don't, I have to love you, but I don't have to like you. And, and sometimes that's really true. So I want to tell you about a guy today who, without a doubt, was somebody that nobody liked. This guy, I'm, let me tell you about him. First of all, uh, he had accomplished everything that he could possibly accomplish. Matter of fact, there's a guy by the name of C.S. Lewis, and he talks about the inner ring. And and what the inner ring is, is that we always are looking for a, a, a way to fit in at a higher level. And so, you know, we do this at school, we go into, go into our classrooms, and it's not enough to just be in the classroom, but there's usually a couple of people in the class that are the popular kids, and we want to be just like them, and we want to be accepted by them. You know, it, it doesn't just happen in elementary school, it continues when we get into junior high and high school. Then not only that, but after we get into high school, we graduate out of high school, and we go, either go to college, and while we're in college, guess what we try to do? we try to fit in. And the way that we fit in is, we find those people that we wanna be like. We think that everything is good for them, that everybody likes them. And so we do things that we normally wouldn't do to fit in. And then all of a sudden, we graduate from college and we go into our career. And we start working and when we go to that first job, we find out that, you know what, it's not just enough to get a paycheck from that job. We find out that you wanna fit in with somebody else. You want to be in the in crowd. Why? Because those are the guys that are getting the promotion. Those are the girls that are getting promoted ahead of everybody else. Well, the guy that I want to tell you about, he was just like that. And, and it had all worked out. When he went to school, everybody, you know, he fit in with all the, the different circles. When he went to uh, college, he fit into all the different circles. When he got the job, matter of fact, when he got the job, he became the best, the, the, the top dog at where he worked. And his name was Zacchaeus. Now let me tell you a little bit about Zacchaeus. When we talk about these inner circles that we try to fit into, there's written rules and unwritten rules. The written rules are this. This is what you have to do to get hired. This is what you have to do to get to to class. This is what you have to do to get A's and B's. But then there's a bunch of unwritten rules. Even in elementary school, they have unwritten rules. You know where you see the unwritten rules? When they go outside for recess on the playground. You see the unwritten rules when they're riding the bus home. You see the unwritten rules when you go to that job or in college and you're trying to fit in and you'll do anything that they ask. Sometimes compromising our values. And here's what's interesting, that this is not necessarily something that's evil or bad, but it's something that is a lot of times unavoidable. We do this. We try to fit in. We try to fit in to help ourselves. We try to fit in to help our family. We try to fit in to help those that are around us. And sometimes after we keep trying to fit in, we don't recognize who we became. And I think that's exactly what happened to Zacchaeus. If you'll open up your Bibles to the book of Luke, chapter 19, I'm just going to read a couple verses, and I want to tell you the story of Zacchaeus. Luke 19 in verse 1, it says this, he entered Jericho and was passing through. Now, the person that entered Jericho and that was passing through is Jesus. All right, so Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. In verse 2, it says, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. Say Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. That's right, there was a man named Zacchaeus, and it says he was a chief tax collector. He was the boss. He was the one who told everyone what to do and, and how to do it. And listen to this, and he was rich. You see, Zacchaeus, he'd fit into all the circles. He had gotten everything he wanted about a life. Matter of fact, if you looked at Zacchaeus, his social calendar was full. If you looked at him really closely, you'll find out that all those promotions that he wanted, he got. If you look at him closely, you'll find out that his bank account was full. It says he was rich. But at the end of the day, if you look really, really closely at Zacchaeus, you'll find out that he was empty. So let's continue to read in verse 3. It says, And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. You know, nothing's changed. This was almost 2,000 years ago. Today, we're still seeking to see who Jesus was. That's why we uh, titled this uh, VBS, Zoom In and Focus on Jesus. Because all of us have that emptiness that we're looking for, and the only person that can feel that is Jesus. In verse 4, it says... Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. You know, as I read those ten verses, there is a big Story hidden inside of those. As we look at Zacchaeus and we look at Zacchaeus' life, there's three things that we all need to remember. Because I think that just like Zacchaeus, we're all trying to fit into that next inner ring. We're trying to reach that next level. And sometimes if we're not careful, when we reach that next level, when we get to where we think that that's, that was it, if, we, if I could just achieve that, it's going to be perfect. We look at ourselves in the mirror and we don't recognize who we are. You know, and so these are three lessons we can learn from Zacchaeus. And number one is, if you want to see Jesus, if you want to have an encounter with Jesus, you have to be intentional. You know, that's our job. It, as uh, someone who's seeking Jesus, we have to be intentional about that. We have to go out of our way and look for him. If you think about what verse uh, 3 in this said, it told us that Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. He desired it to see him. But if you keep on reading, you're going to find out that he has a couple problems. That number one is that not only do we have to learn to be intentional, but we also have to be aware. And here's what we have to be aware of, just like Zacchaeus. We have to be aware that there are going to be obstacles. Now, if you look really closely, Zacchaeus had two different obstacles. He had a physical obstacle and he had a mental obstacle. The physical obstacle that Zacchaeus had was that he was short. Matter of fact, I used to sing a song in Sunday school and it said Zacchaeus was a wee little man. And I don't know how big a wee little man was, but it's not very big. All right, and so this wee little man had a problem. He wanted to see Jesus, but there was a crowd around Jesus, and because he was so short, he couldn't get in there. But the second problem was a mental problem that he had. Was remember I started this off in that? Have you ever had one of those days where nobody liked you? Well, Zacchaeus had one of those every day. Why? Because he was not just a tax collector that nobody liked. He was the boss tax collector, and he told them how much money to st- I mean, take from the people. And so what happened is not only was he um, intentional about this, but as we look, we see that he was aware of these obstacles. And so not only did Zacchaeus have two obstacles, the crowd, the physical obstacle, and the mental obstacle, the people didn't like him. Because if Zacchaeus would have walked up with his money, do you think that normally he could have got to where he wanted to go You bet he could have. But here's what happened. When people would see Zacchaeus coming, they would like lock arms so that he couldn't get through. And because he was a wee little man, you know, he had to find an alternative. Did that stop Zacchaeus from having an encounter with Jesus, that he had the the crowd in his way, that he had the um, fact that he was a short person in his way? It did not. What he did was he found a sycamore tree and he climbed up in it and he waited for Jesus to pass by. So not only do we see that we need to be intentional, but we need to be aware. And here's what he, those two things he was aware of. But it's not just Zacchaeus. You know, we have the same things that we need to be aware of. Usually we have two different obstacles that keep us from having an encounter with Jesus. And here's the first one. It's a physical one. It's called hypocrites in the church. Matter of fact, as long as I've been in the church, whenever I talk to people about coming to church, here's what they tell me every time. They say there's too many hypocrites in the church. Now, I just want to tell you that, you know what? They're right. They're 100% right. Every church is filled with hypocrites. Matter of fact, I will tell you today, the biggest hypocrite in this room is this guy right up here. You know, there are things that, like as a Christian that I want to do every day, but sometimes I don't live up to that. You know, sometimes there are things that, um, you know, core values that God has put in my heart that I don't live up to. And when I don't live up to those values, guess what I am? I'm a hypocrite. And so when I talk to people outside of the church and we invite them to come, they, they almost exclusively the number one reason why they don't come is there's too many hypocrites. Well, it's just not a physical barrier that keeps us from having an encounter with Jesus there's a mental barrier, too, and that mental barrier is this, that every one of us realize that not only is the church full of hypocrites, but we're all hypocrites. You know, there, there's, you can see this uh, little image up there on the, um, the screen, and if you look at that inner dot, that inner circle, that's who we really are. Like, if, if you are honest completely with your friends, with your family, with everybody, that's who you are. And you know exactly who that person is. But here's what happens. We build this bigger circle around ourselves, and this is what we allow people to see. This is who shows up to work. This is who we write down on our resume. This is the person that everybody sees on Facebook. And the difference between who we really are down deep inside and who that big circle is that we allow people to see, that's the hypocrisy. And so just like I stand before you as a hypocrite, and you know what? I cannot think of a better place for hypocrites to be than where? Church. That's right. Because this is a place where we can do something about being a hypocrite. And so just like Zacchaeus... We have to not only be intentional about going and seeing Jesus, not only do, do we have to uh, be aware that there are physical and there are mental things that are going to keep us from having an encounter with Jesus, but, but the last thing is I want you to understand that we have to learn to be honest. You know, Zacchaeus learned how to be honest. Matter of fact, he said this in verse 9, Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, to Jesus, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I'll restore it fourfold. Now, I don't know about you, but Jesus didn't tell him that he had to give that money up. What happened was he had an encounter with Jesus, and it changed his heart. You see, because the hypocrite Zacchaeus was taking more money than he was supposed to. He was stealing from the people. The hypocrite Zacchaeus was the one that nobody liked. But when he actually had an encounter with Jesus, his heart changed. You know, and that's really what the most important thing is. You know, I want to tell you about a guy whose heart changed. It's my dad. I'm so thankful that it did. Because we were living next door to a family who had a bus route that would go to Sunday school on Sunday mornings. And I had the privilege this past year to go and talk to the family that led him to Jesus. And and I said, what was that like? And they said, you know what? Your dad, he told us, he goes, I'm not coming to church. I don't want to have anything to do with it. There's too many hypocrites in the church. But... That he said, you know what? I'm going to let our youngest daughter or our oldest daughter go, and my sister Amy got on the bus. And Sunday after Sunday, she got to go to church. And then um, something happened that that she came to know Jesus as her Savior. And so she was going to get baptized. And so my dad said, you know what? I'll go watch her get baptized. And so he showed up that Sunday with my mom and little old me, and watched my sister get baptized. And then he decided, you know what, I'm going to come back next week. Because what happened was my dad realized that not only was the church full of hypocrites, but he was a hypocrite. And he realized that, you know, if he kept going down this road, he was going to end in a location that he didn't want to. His family was going to be affected by this. And so here's what he did. One day he gave his heart to Jesus. And then all of a sudden, my dad is driving the bus that he said, I'll never go to that church. You see, my dad was honest with himself. And he realized that if he kept going down that road of hypocrisy, that one day, everything that his life, no matter what he accomplished, like Zacchaeus, he he could have had a lot of money in the bank account. He could have gotten all those job promotions. He could have gotten all the friends that you could think of on Facebook social media or in your neighborhood but what my dad realized was that if he got all of that and he didn't have Jesus just like Zacchaeus his life was empty you know I got to tell you I am so glad I'm so happy that a couple years ago my dad made a decision to go watch my sister get baptized. Because not only did he watch her get baptized. But uh, eventually he got saved and got baptized. And then my mom got saved and got baptized. And then guess what? There's a little brother named Ronnie. And Ronnie got saved when he was six years old. And baptized. You, you, you know why all that happened? It's because one man decided to be intentional About having an encounter with Jesus and here's what I would ask you do like my dad and be honest you're right I'll be honest with you this church is full of hypocrites matter of fact that's the best kind of church to have because it's the church that thinks that there's no hypocrites that won't change it's the church that thinks that we've got it all made but if you go to our website you'll see right there on the front page that we recognize that we're a group of people that are broken we're not perfect we, we don't even, aren't even going to try to make you think that we're perfect. But here's what we do is we love God. And not only do we love God, but we love people. You see, it was that love that our members, our hypocrite members, came out all week long and spent time with your children. They invested in their lives. They invested in who they will become one day. And so moms and dads, I ask you, do that. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. He's the creator of the world. He's made everything that we see. That's who we need to be honest with. Because if we're not honest today, if we don't become honest a week from now, one day the Bible tells us that every knee shall bow and every ten confess. But friends, when that happens, it's too late. Don't let that happen don't be a part of that where it's too late instead zoom in and focus on jesus and remember this in verse 9 and verse 10 it said and jesus said to him today salvation has come to this house since he also is a son of abraham listen to this for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost that's why jesus is here
0: as a church it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life. And we would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, simply go to www.tbccentralia.com forward slash next. You see, here at TBCC, it's our mission to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ who walk by faith and not by sight.